Here's another idea. I'm going to save you a whole lot of money on prisons, but at the same time, we are still going to remove from society many of our more annoying citizens. Four groups are going away permanently. First group, violent criminals. Here's what you do with these Emmy Award winners. You take the entire state of Kansas. You move everybody out. You give them a couple of hundred dollars for their inconvenience, you know. Gotta be fair. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Scientists, most often, right. one side is wrong. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know. It's your shitty kid. You fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Are you serious? <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, isn't it? An immortal one. And I'll tell you something. If I was told to sacrifice them to prove my devotion to God, if I was told to do what all monotheists are told to do, and admire the man who said, yes, I've got my kid to show my love of God, I'd say no, fuck you. I was raised in a little town that had 13 brothels in it, so I'm used to some pretty salty language. And this one, of course, my favorite of all, like, what's this going on between our legs, right? You heard it. It's like an entertainment complex in the middle of a sewage system. No engineer would design that at all. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. All right. So uh, we'll probably have to remind people as we go on that we're not going to use the camera tonight per your request. Thank you. Because you don't want to. You guys speak up. Thank you. Into the microphone. Will you um, tell me not to breathe into it? So no, don't don't breathe into it like Frank does, Frank. <sighs> Because he gets tired, and then he falls asleep, and it's kind of funny. Really? Oh, he's falling asleep like five times when we're doing the show. The best is when he's reading feedback, and he falls asleep. That's a rare occurrence. Guy's tired a lot. Wow. Like, really tired a lot. So, uh, you're here, and who are you? I'm I'm Ellen. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, we're, we're going to do a show. I don't know how long it's going to take. 20 minutes. No, I don't think it's going to take 20 minutes. It will take 20 minutes, absolutely, but it'll probably... 15! No. no. Are you even registering on this thing? Say say what? something. Something. That's that's great. Get close to the microphone. See how close my face is to, to my microphone? I have a cage in front of me. I cannot put my face closer to the microphone. Right, that's where I rest my chin. Right on it, right there. I'm not that tall. Just like that. Well, it, that's why it's on an arm. Anyway, let's get started with some stupid shit for this week. Um, I have this one that's titled "Asshole of the Day." We'll do we'll do one political story, right. and then we'll move on from there. Um, actually, maybe another one that kind of piggybacks off How this guy. How come they just didn't use the symbol? What? Well, it's all. What are you talking about? It's not lined up right, the symbol. How come they just didn't use the little... No one knows what you're talking about. The the asshole symbol there. What do you mean? To make it look like a butthole. I don't know. It's not my sight. I don't give a shit. I'm here for the story. Okay, well, it bothers me because like, lines aren't lined up and it. I don't like that. Well, oh, boy, it doesn't matter. Right. Louis Gohmert, 
who is a, a fan favorite on the show. He is possibly one of the dumbest people in Washington. And that's saying a lot, isn't it? It says here, uh, the GOP has been out to cut food stamps for a while. Mostly they try to couch their language as helping the poor to escape the tyranny of government aid. But not all their arguments do such a good job of disguising their true hatred of the poor. Representative Louis Gohmert says cutting food stamps isn't evil like it's made out to be by us liberals. Then as justification, he uses anecdotal evidence of some constituent, always unnamed, right? Right. Saying he saw someone purchase king crab legs with food stamps. That's like an old Reagan 80s thing. Yeah, you can't. The, very the woman from Chicago. Remember? No, we were all too young to remember her. I read about her a couple weeks ago. Uh, she didn't exist. Um, then driving off in their Cadillac. Oh, shit. Of Reagan fairy tales. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have read the whole thing first. All I saw was his quote, and I'm like, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, from the amount, this is this is what he said. From the amount of obesity in this country, by people we're told do not have enough to eat, it does seem like we can have a debate about this issue without allegations about wanting to slap down or starve children. What the hell is he talking about? Basically, his his big quote is, it's not evil to cut food stamps. Some poor people are obese, so this will help them. Well, maybe instead of giving them free cheese, they could give them fruit and vegetables. What? I, I'm, look how close I am. That's better. That's better. Have an outside voice well, inside. I was going to say something dirty, but I'm not going to say it. You say whatever you want, because Reverend Scott is listening. Well, look, it looks like Bert's penis. Look right at my face right here. Big yellow thing. Oh, it does. It does. I de- Well, Frank's favorite color is orange. So I, you know. So why didn't you make that the top color? I don't know. Instead of some weird candy corn penis you've got going on. I don't know. That's the microphone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe because he's the Bert to my Ernie? Yeah, well, you get the black one, I see now. Yeah. I get it or I have it. I, no, you don't have it. <laughs> anyway, Louis Gilbert is a fucking disgrace. You know why? You know why poor people are fat? Because they give them free cheese. No, poor people are fat because the cheap food is the worst food for you. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. The processed food, if... If they were given food that was actually fruits and vegetables and chicken, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Wait, chicken? Yeah, lean. that's a lean meat. Oh, okay. Okay. Shall we move on? Yes. Now, terminal nutcase, Michelle Bachman has taken this a step she's further. She's still talking about she's, stuff? She is. She is she's what not, does she do now? She's the head of the intelligence. She's a chair on the intelligence committee or something. Um, this was from, oh, this was from November 8th, 2011. Ah, that's not relevant. We, we, we're not going with it. Okay. I didn't, I didn't check that out. So uh, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do a school story, a church story? Or movies. Get the church stuff out of the way. Okay, this one's this one's awesome. You say Texas pastor says donate to fix my helicopter What's and get a name? new car from God. What? That's a good story. This is from Wednesday. Uh, Texas a Texas pastor is being accused of blasphemy after he sent out a fundraising plea promising that God would give a new car in quote fifty two days or fifty two weeks. 
to anyone who chipped in $52 to fix his helicopter. Do you need better transportation? New Light Church Bishop Ira V. Hillard asks in a letter obtained by whatever site. Uh, Do you have a dream vehicle or luxury automobile you long to purchase? We have an urgent transportation need that the Lord said can be an opportunity for you to see his favor and his wisdom released to help you, he continues. Scripture teaches when you give to a kingdom that doesn't make sense. Scripture teaches when you give to a kingdom need, God will raise up someone to use their power. I don't understand that. Their ability and their influence to help you. Hillard says he was excited when the, quote, small voice of the Holy Spirit told him that God would release favor for anyone who helped upgrade the blades on the church's helicopter. What does it need? What? Why do they need a helicopter? Why does God need a starship? Right? It's that quintessential Star Trek Five question, oh isn't my it? God. I believe with all my heart this message is for you, and you're doing something today is the key to releasing this favor on your transportation situation. Yes, he rhymed that. The letter states: Send me the transportation need of your dream. You have by completing the online petition when you sow a $52 transportation favor seed, believing in 52 days or 52 weeks you will experience a breakthrough favor. So God grants favors now. Sugarland Pastor Psycho Woods, S-A-I-K-O, right? Psycho. We'll go with that. You're just you're just kind of gobsmacked there, aren't you? I'm just, I'm just waiting. Just waiting. Sugarland Pastor Psycho Woods disagrees with the fundraising plea, but told KRIV, oh, that would have been so much better if it was like... K-R-A-V-E? No, what is the, um... The, the, it's, it's the, it would, it'd be K-J-I-V, right? King James International version or something? No. I don't know, what does that stand for? K-J-V. King oh. James Version. I thought there was an IV. NKJV. I don't know. There's the, NIV. Right. That's what I that's was thinking. New International Version. Mm. Why does there have to be an international version? Oh, they, they update stuff. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, they do. Every once in a while, they update stuff. If, like, you know, for a while it said, and it can only be the man does everything and the woman can just go die in a ditch, basically. Uh-huh. Um, then they change it to they instead of the pronoun he. And, yeah, they update, they how update can the you, Bible. But how can you update and change the, the true and only word of God? Oh, no. It, it's translations. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. So, uh... Pastor Helicopter over here says, um... Let's see. Nothing wrong with Christians. Oh, this is still Pastor Psycho Woods. Love that name. Uh, that there was nothing wrong with Christians being rich as long as their riches are being founded upon the scriptures or they earn it honestly. You mean they earn it from people buying the scriptures? Uh, or they ask for it. Mm. But he's promising them something in return. He's doing like a shitty Kickstarter. But Woods insisted that the $52 for 52 weeks or with 52 days was total blasphemy. 
Gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, not you promoting money, blessings, a bigger house, a bigger car, jet, or whatever these things might be, he explained. It causes people to look at Christianity and to laugh at it. Well, this is not the only reason for me. Or to make a mockery of it, thinking Christianity is all about money. It's, it's not all about money, though. There's a lot about power and fucking little boys. But that's a whole nother thing. I've seen this man's home. I've seen where he lives. You can't tell me you don't have $50,000 you can pay out of your own pocket. Mm. In a statement on Friday, New Light Church said that it was, quote, not uncommon for an appeal to be directed toward a specific kingdom project or specific needs. In this instance, the appeal was directed to our special partners and friends who are familiar with the biblical principles upon which we base our faith. The church added, we sincerely regret if anyone was offended by this appeal in that it was not our intent. Aviation experts estimated the value of the church's helicopter at $1 million. New Light also owns a Hawker jet valued at $2 million and an aviation hangar valued at $3 million. Wow. And the first comment that comes up is, so one fairy tale believer called out another fairy tale believer for asking for money from fairy tale believers. And somehow this makes the first fairy tale believer better than the second asking for money. It's all stupid. It really is all stupid. God said I need a new helicopter. Remember the, the Jimmy Swagger, all the crap that Whoa. we used to make fun of? God needs a water slide. No, fuck you. You want a water slide. Go fuck yourself. Send me $50 and I'll pray for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, why don't you send me $50 and pray for me? Yeah, uh, I just, no. Oh. I feel really bad for people that give money to churches like that, like the online it's, churches. It's one thing if you belong to a church and you give money if because you, go you have to there. fix the roof and you yeah. go there every week and you're like, well, damn it, fix the roof. Well, when I when I was little and I was going to uh, St. John's uh, Catholic school there, they, they were raising money to, to replace the slate roof. Yeah, with gold. I don't know, but they needed like $50,000 back in 1970. For a slate roof, Eight. it's the most expensive kind of roof. Well, it's a church, so, you know, you need the slate. St. John's it, with all the gold and the ornate stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a church. But here's the thing. Like, people that go to the church would donate the money. They're not on TV. That that was that was the, 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 the first thing, like, that really... The evangelicals are the boldest motherfuckers out there. They're supposed to be evangelizing the word of God, not begging for money. Yeah, you don't see a lot of people doing that anymore, though. Not not outright begging for shit that you don't need. Oh, yeah. There's that religious network. You go on it, and it, they're all standing on stage. like. Oh, yeah. I mold the clay which became Jesus. My, fav- my, my favorite. What the my fuck? Favorite. My favorite is the guy... Uh, Benny Hinn, the one that does the faith healing stuff, and smacks people in the face. I wish I could make that much money to smack dummies in the face. You probably could. Not with not with two hundred and fifty two episodes of this show out there. Somebody would call me out. You could you could do a Kickstarter. I'll smack you for a dollar. <laughs> I'll smack you for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Let's do one more stupid 
religious story. Mm. Beating your wife in Jesus' name, for the Bible tells me so. Oh. <laughs> uh, what site is this from? This is from Americans Against the Tea Party. So they're branching out. Um, and uh, let's see what this has to say. I have to be honest with you. When my wife first told me about spanking for Jesus, I wasn't sure whether to laugh or be outraged. For those who don't know, the spanking for Jesus movement isn't about corporal punishment for your children. It's about punishing your wife. No, not your spouse, your wife. As in, the good and submissive wife will heed to the Bible's admonitions about gender roles and let her husband emotionally and physically accost her. Because, you know, God. So I'm going to be a Christian. Let's get the paddle and the belt. We're going to end the show and go up to the bedroom. I have steak knives. Is that the... Yeah, and you've stabbed me before. But that that's not what they're talking about, not the fun kind. No, of, they're talking of, about corporal punishment. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> I mean, do we even need to go any further than this? It's no, basically the woman doesn't have any rights, and uh, I get to hit you whenever I want. Okay, now we're gonna. This, this is a, this is the segue piece between uh, between religion and movies. Okay, we have to do politics. Uh, no, we did that already with Willie Gomer. Right wing stuff up there. What's that? On Generations Radio this week, Kevin Swanson discussed the parenting conundrum of censoring children's entertainment. The pastor and right wing radio broadcaster began criticizing Star Trek Into Darkness, which we have not had a chance to see. No. But this is not really a spoiler thing, so it's not okay. going to be, because it's, it's about Kirk, so it's like you'll, you'll hear what I have to say and you'll go, oh, duh. Okay. Okay. For a scene in which Captain Kirk wakes up next to not just one, but two females of the quote-unquote wrong species. That's what he did. It's Star Trek. If the girl was green and wearing, you know, her Amazon outfit, she was transported up to his bedroom. Right. That's how it happened. Swanson condemned the movie for endorsing, <laughs> ready for this, bestiality. How? He blamed evolution for the blockbuster's vice as, quote, evolution has no basic problem with bestiality or cross-species mating. This guy basically he has nothing to is a dolt. First of all, it's science fiction. The word is right there, fiction. But I guess if this guy's going to believe the Bible, he'll believe anything that's put in front of him, right? Because mm-hmm. he he is aware that it was a human actress that was portraying each of these alien... Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, what does he do with his time that he finds it necessary? First of all, he watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. And now he's reviewing it. Is he upset because he's not the one in bed with two alien chicks? Uh, wouldn't you be? No. Okay, he says, Do I really want to take my kids to watch a movie that implicates the good guy in the film as mating with the wrong species, but not just one, but two? So whoever's on the show with him says, well, you know, I could understand that Christians would get upset if it was a male of a different species. No, actually, I'm not sure that the bestiality and the homosexuality are really all that different. That guy is a fucking asshole. Idiot. Swanson then goes on to say, not the cool Ron Swanson, the dickhead Kevin Swanson says, so uh, Dave, I said to myself, we're not going to go see that movie. So he didn't even see it. So, you know, you got to draw the line somewhere, don't you? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. 
And how many Christians ask that question? I actually did a survey. I mean, I went on Google and kind of Googled, you know, Christian sites. I mean, I try not to put the wrong kind of wording into the Google search because if you do that, you can be in a heap of trouble. What the fuck is he talking? Doesn't he know what safe search is? So I did a little search. Turns the out Google police don't come after you no. if you type porn into Google for crying out loud. No, because we would know them intimately from having to fill the jars to conceive the children at the fertility clinic. Not anymore, of course. Oh. <laughs> you're so full of crap. Well, no, you're full of something else. No, no. Uh, not anymore. Let's see. Not and last week. So last week, it was two days ago. So I did a little search. Turns out there was a Catholic site had a little forum discussion on the issue. And nobody brought up Leviticus 18, Dave. And of course, the whole premise of this is that within an evolutionary construct, there is no real problem with speciation and cross-species mating. What? There's no problem with that at all. In fact, that's how you evolve. No, no, it's not. That's how you get evolution. That's not evolution. And so the end result, of course, is that evolution has no basic problem with bestiality or cross-species mating. I'm sorry, if you fuck a horse, you don't get a centaur. That is not how that shit works. Narwhals can't have sex with horses and create unicorns, right? It's a hobbit and a rabbit. <laughs> no, it's a hobo and a it's rabbit. A hobo and, and they're a making a hobbit. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So now you some know, of you are saying that I can't believe these guys are saying this on this radio program. I can't believe I'm saying this either. They're going places where no man has gone before or should. They did this in the fucking 60s. Do you want to know what he attacked next? I can't imagine. I know. Later in the program, Swanson and his co-host, Dave Buner, discussed the animated show Shizau on the Hub Network, which we've watched oh, an episode of now. Oh, you were waiting for somebody to attack yeah. that. The show features a 12-year-old male superhero who must become a girl to utilize his powers. He doesn't become a girl. No. He dresses like a girl because it's no, a girl superhero. No, he a girl superhero. Right, so t- technically he dresses like a girl because that's the costume. No, he becomes a girl. No, not physically. Yeah, he does. No, his body doesn't change. Well, he's a teenage boy. It wouldn't change that much. But he does. What? He does no, change no, no. into a girl. No, I thought the whole thing was he just becomes... He just No, he gets longer hair and he gets eyelashes and stuff and he becomes but a I girl. Thought that, but all of that stuff you can... you. I mean, I'm talking like physically internal organs. That he doesn't transform into a woman. No, he's basically, uh, he's basically a cross-dressing superhero. Mm-hmm. Not a transgender superhero. And that's that's the, the issue, I think, that we have here. Swanson questioned the superhero's ability to fight evil when he should be fighting the evil of homosexuality and this transgender thing. Oh, my God. So this cartoon's gay, apparently. Instead, quote... That doesn't mean the same thing. Here we go. Instead, quote, he's probably fighting Christians and trying to be sure they're all burned at the stake or something. I have a question. Yeah, I got two more quotes, by if, the way. If all these Christians are like, the world is so bad, and then I have to deal with movies that I <laughs> I shouldn't go to, and, yeah. and poor people get cheese, why don't they just do like the Amish and just go buy an island, and they can all be on their own and do whatever they want, and they don't have to deal with the rest of the world? Well, the thing is, they tried that in the 1860s, 
And it didn't go so well for them. Did it? We do. The Civil War. That wasn't a religious thing. No, but that was basically who we're talking about, that, that section of the country. Well, you know... Swanson says here... Earthquakes will happen. What he does, it's a 12-year-old boy, and he's got this little magic statement he makes, you go, girl. So once he says, you go, girl, he turns into a girl. He wears a purple skirt and a cape, as well as pink gloves and white boots, and he, you know, overcomes evil. The problem is... And then his dickhead co-host interrupted him. Uh, and he's able to find really good deals on Rodeo Drive while shopping. Fuck you, asshole. Swanson comes back and says, well, no, the problem is he tries to overcome evil. But Dave, evil, as it turns out, as defined by scripture, is homosexuality and this transgender thing, so that would be evil. So if he was fighting the evil, he would have to fight that. But apparently he's probably, ready? But apparently he's probably fighting Christians and trying to be sure they're burned at the stake or something. Apparently and probably aren't two words you can really use together in the same sentence. No, but you can say, idiot dick. Now, some Intha B on the um, the Daily Show this week did a piece about um, the persecuted Christians, mm -hmm. the myth of persecuted Christians, and um, I did not pull the audio for that because I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. Uh, but it was brilliant because uh, Christians make up 70% of the religious makeup of the country or whatever. And uh, they are pretty much in charge. But they're claiming persecution because a couple people are standing up and say, Hey, uh, you could get that shit out of the schools and the government where it doesn't belong. You know? Like this school here. That brought in uh, Christian-leaning women to teach students about sex. So, here it says, let's run through a short list of items a quality sex education lecture for teenagers shouldn't include. Having students spit into a cup and then telling the class that drinking that cup is the equivalent of having sex with eight partners. The slow blink Moral from you sex. was enough. I don't know. Um, arguing that condoms break so they're not helpful at all. Telling ladies that they're emotional after sex so they'll become attached to whomever they have sex with. Telling students that STIs will make them sterile without adding that that might happen only if left untreated. State that the medical textbooks say life begins at conception, which they don't say at all saying there's a new STD that they're saying is going to be the new AIDS without elaborating further, so no sex for anyone, and telling the students that you, sh that, that you know two women who have had abortions and they both ended up with a perforated uterus because of the tools used during their procedures, so no abortions for anyone. Those are the two women right there. Don't, don't you just want to punch them in the throat? Like, especially that one on the left? Well... Those were among the things Joy Wassel, Joy, J-O-I, she's angry about something, but it's that I, 
The founder of Decisions, Choices, and Options, a group with, quote, strong Christian, Republican, and anti-abortion ties. And Beth Cox, not making that up, who was on the board of directors for the group, said to a group of students at Hillsborough High School in Nashville, Tennessee, earlier this month. Thankfully, one of his students recorded the talk, and then um, there's excerpts below here. Um Let's see. Dr. Mary Romano, someone who actually knows what she's talking about, couldn't believe what was being taught to the students. She said, the presentation isn't helpful, said Dr. Mary Romano, assistant professor in Vanderbilt's Division of Adolescent Adolescent Medicine. Its biggest problem is that it uses scare tactics. That never works with teens whose developing brains too rarely allow reason to outweigh pleasure or believe anything bad will happen to them. That is true. Teenagers are invulnerable and dumb they're gonna do it so just give them the tools to deal with it and yeah yeah that's it you know yeah it's gonna happen yep i cannot wait until we get to the uh the the girls get to the age where this is going to be an issue in school Mm. because by the time they get to school that should be something that should either be very heatedly being fought in city hall town hall meetings or it will be a done deal and it'll be in health class and we'll encourage them to go and then come to us with questions. You know, here's the thing. Sex education doesn't change that much from year to year. No. It's not like kids these days have new crazy... It, it, sex is sex. It's just going to be the same. Like, give them the tools they need. Right. They're worried about poor people not getting food stamps and stuff, but yet they wouldn't go give condoms to people in Africa to help them out. Well, the church says that's not a good idea. But here's the thing. like This is what you tell, you tell kids. If you have sex and the sperm ends up inside her body or touching any part of the outside of the vagina, she could get pregnant. Don't do, or you could get don't do an that. STD. Well, you start with the pregnancy and work your way backwards. Right? Mm, yeah. But I don't think that 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 teenagers, because I certainly didn't. Teenagers, until you have that first scare, it means nothing. No, because you don't think it's ever going to happen to you, right? Because that's how life works, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but then we have all these 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 all these all these unwed mothers and fatherless children, or whatever, however you want to say it. <sighs> I. There's a lot of common sense shit that just isn't getting done. No. And the reason that on the show that in the last few weeks we've kind of strayed away from like PRISM and the NSA spying and um, Syria and all that stuff is like we can't even fix the, the things at home that need to be fixed. Like saying to children, look, don't fuck but if you're going to, here's free condoms because we don't want to take care of your babies. You can't be against abortion and then not for helping raise welfare children. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. There's a lot of stupid shit. And it all goes back to money and it all goes back to influence and it all goes back to lobbyists. And if you if you if you capped these lawmakers salaries and said you cannot make a cent more unless you write a fucking book and lobbyists 
one. That's it. One. We were and they can't give you gifts. They can't give you money. We were talking the other day about government, and we were saying, well, I was saying that it should be, since you're a civil servant, yeah. it should be like the military. Military housing, You're right? giving Barracks. military housing. Yep. You're given your meals. And a stipend. Yes, and you're given a small salary, and that's and if you have any assets before you go in, it's frozen. frozen. Yeah. So that you can't make investments, you can't make millions of dollars. Because you know that you it's not illegal. Information. It's not illegal for congressmen to engage in insider trading. Right, but that should be. No, it should be same it fucking rules. Be. It yeah. should be if you're working in the government. That's what you get. And if they get, they get, they get. If they get social and, socialized health care, you know, single payer universal health care, whatever. If we're paying for their, right. and they're not paying for it out of pocket, we all fucking get that. Right, and it should be also that they serve two years and then they're out, and that's it. It should be massively rotated you know so that you don't have time to develop Fra- I, I relationships was, I was, with other people yeah. and have buddies and have this one that always does this for you. It should be. You're doing a job for the people, I was, and that's uh, it. Frank and I were talking about it, and it 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 should be like jury duty, like mm-hmm. like you can opt out if your job or whatever allows you to do that. But you know, like like say for instance, if you're a police officer or 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 a doctor that like you know you Needed. you can't yeah you can't walk away for that long. But if they if you if your family comes and your your job holds your position for you, fills it with a temp or whatever for the two years you're there, why not? Maybe it should also be how everybody else has to deal with a job and you don't get to talk to anybody and everything's on your resume and you don't get you don't get do you to mean? speak for yourself. Well, what if all of these people that were in government hmm. just had a simple resume? Okay, well, well, what, what if do you what do? if they what if they weren't elected? What if it was just hey buddy, it's your turn? There you I go. still think go. it should be like the military. They should have housing, and they yeah. should have. They can still have their families in the housing. It should be a stuff. big monorail going to work and home. Yep. 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 Yeah. And then they get a small. But the whole families, like, like if you're going to serve your country, it's like it would be like the military. When you go into the military, you're serving your country, mm-hmm. so you're all in, and so is your family. Because they have the emotional, mm-hmm. they bear the emotional burden of, are you going to die today? That kind of stuff. So the entire family's assets, you live off of what the government gives you. Mm-hmm. All of you. You don't get to hide your money in Mrs. McCain's trust fund or any of that stuff. No. But then that would also weed out the rich fuckers. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. Because they don't really care about the country. They don't care where things are going. They care about power. Yeah. And they don't care about people. It's it's the same thing with yeah. companies. And it's both the sides and the to, VPs, to a certain degree. They all think that they know what's best for everybody, but they don't. They no. don't know, they know what what's the best real people for them. want. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen firsthand um how even small, piddly, like meaningless companies in the grand scheme of things, like no Enrons we're talking about here. Right. Even those people are so like disconnected from the reality of their workers, that they will do stuff that is in direct opposition of their employees' best interests. Well, that's what I think is sad is that the workers who are the majority force yeah. in the world... The middle class is the, the biggest class, class. They have no say. No. They just have to deal with what's given to them. And some 
fat guy in Washington can make a million dollars doing just some a stupid million. thing. That's adorable. Well, you know, like <laughs> he could just be like, "Oh, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll I'll sign off on that and do that," and yeah. he gets tons of money for it. But the well, guy was... that's the guy that's working his ass off that can't can't pay his bills yeah. doesn't get that kind of benefit. I was watching House of Cards on Netflix, the Kevin Spacey um like like Washington political mm-hmm. drama thing, and it got so depressing I had to stop cuz I'm like if this is really the fucking way it goes, they're not doing politics, they're just giving each other metaphorical hand jobs all day long. It's 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 just sad because there's more of us than them, but yet we have no But we elect these dummies. We do, but the problem is is that it's supposed to be us Telling them what they need to do for their job, but there's not enough people to. Well, see, the problem is the motto of the country changed from out of many, one, the Latin e pluribus Mm. unum, or unum, depending on your correct pronunciation. And it's it's turned into in God we trust. That's on the money. Mm. That's our our national. Fuck that. Yeah. Yes, I do agree we should have prettier money. Oh, absolutely. We have the shittiest looking money. I know. They're adding color to some of it, but it's like too late. All right. So what I usually do is I have Frank pick a uh, pick a band and we do a song. I don't know anybody. No, like you just pick what you like. You know what I like. Uh, I don't remember anybody's name. Okay, so that's not what we're talking about. What? What? What did I say? Do I have a choice? Like, do you have a list? Oh my god! Do I have to pick Pick everything? Have an just pick something. Uh, I don't know. Pick a Rob Zombie thing. I know that. No, pick something better. I like Rob Zombie. All right. You want from the new if one? If you want me to pick something different, then why don't you just pick well, it yourself you and not go, and, and then like pick the easiest thing. I never know the names of anything. You know the people you like. I like Rob Zombie. All right, we'll do this one. then. It's here. Can't you feel it? This whole room, this, this, everything is in color, and and I can feel the air. I can I can see it. I can see all the molecules. I I mean, I'm part of it. I, I'm oh, it's just like like you're released or you're
right, so there's that one for you. So, um, if you didn't like it, you could pick something yourself. No, you the, went, the uh, person in that seat picks it. So, all right, let's talk about uh, TV. Want to do that? All right. So they canceled Clone Wars, but well after we canceled our own show about Clone Wars. Um, and now they announced Rebels. Okay. Dave Filoni's working on it. We've talked about it on the show a couple times. It's uh, going to be based off of the pre-production Ralph McQuarrie artwork. Just like Clone Wars had a bunch of stuff from the original trilogy that wasn't that wasn't um, used in the movie. So here's uh, somebody's uh, wish list or uh, 11 hopes for Star Wars Rebels. And I have a couple ideas that I want to add into this. Um, so Filoni's working on this with a bunch of people. We had talked about that. His number one thing here is, uh, or the first thing here is, uh, the end of the clones, the rise of the stormtroopers. Because eventually stormtroopers take over for what was once the grand clone army of the Republic. There have been some arguments over the years over whether the stormtroopers are still clones. They're not because they have different voices. If they were still clones. What happened to all the clones? Well, they 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 were they were aged at twice the rate. Remember, so in the in the twenty years since they were made, they would have aged to forty, right? So, you know, you don't have a whole bunch of forty-year-old soldiers running around. Plus, a lot and of where'd them they died. go? Uh, you know what though? Here's the thing: there were two million, right? But how many how many troops would you need to? Um, send garrisons to Dantooine and Tatooine and Nalhutta and have a big, huge training facility on Coruscant and wherever Han was. And you know, you'd need you'd need. Well, they started the governors and all that and all the different systems. So, well, the Moffs were in charge, yeah. But you would you you need your ground troops, right? Right. Um, let's see. There was talk that Emperor Palpatine allowed conscripts and recruits but, to join the ranks. I have a question. Yeah. Well, if the clones aged and they were no longer soldiers right. and they went to live lives where they could even be like, you know, yeah, um, like not security, but they could be like, you know, private. Yeah. I forget what they call. Well, wouldn't they have families and stuff too? Well, there was that one farmer dude on Clone Wars that did have a family, the, the one, the deserter. So wouldn't there be more of that, like? Well, I mean, then it's, you know, mixed with all the different, you know, with right. all the bestiality in Star Wars, you know, and the cross-species breeding. They wouldn't look like clones anymore. No. So, um, let's see. Uh, there was talk that Emperor Palpatine allowed conscripts and recruits to join the ranks because uh, Biggs went to the Imperial Academy, mm-hmm. so he would have been a stormtrooper or a TIE pilot or something, uh, diluting the clone Why army's effectiveness. It's expensive. But they, they won. Well, what do you mean? You said the why emperor, did they or didn't? No, they? No, why didn't they? The emperor won. Because we know that this is this is my theory on the whole thing. Even before um, I knew, like like, if there was cloning technology, why wouldn't you just clone the other thing? Because the best way to keep worlds inside the empire and loyal is to bring a whole bunch of the citizens into the army so that they are the face of the empire. But they wear a mask. Not all of them. 
stormtroopers do, TIE fighter pilots do, biker scouts do for protection, but uh, Imperial Navy officers have the big helmets, you have your regular officers that just wear the cloth outfits and the hats. Stormtroopers are infantry. There's, but they were also in, in the Clone Wars. But yeah. Those were regular guys. Those weren't clones. So you need all of this. I mean, we're talking hundreds of worlds that was un- that were under the Empire. They were all humans. But like Han was in the Imperial Academy, and that's when he freed Chewie because of you know the slavery issue. Um, let's see. But we've never seen the transition, and whether it was an abrupt culling or the clones just faded away into the massively growing Stormtrooper core over time. Uh, yes, the expanded universe is chock full of origins and stories based on specific non-clone troopers, but I've never been satisfied with any of the theories floating about because none are exactly canon. That is a good point. The books are not canon. They're, they're a different level of canon. The movies are, that's it. That never changes unless Lucas decides to go in and change it. Uh, and then Clone Wars is the next level because it's produced under the name. It's official stories. So Rebels will be as well. Um, rest assured with Episode 7 on the way and anything else Disney has cooking, including Rebels, uh, what we thought was the official story of the Stormtroopers taking the place of the clones could change considerably in the coming years. That is true. And I wouldn't mind if they varied uh, if they if they swerved away from the books, uh, number two is redesigning the rides. Uh, so sure, the Carillion Corvette didn't change much between its appearance at the end of Episode three and the beginning of Episode four. Actually, those are two different ships. If you compare them side by side, the scale and structure of them is anyway. Are you going to read all those paragraphs? There's two on the screen right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But with reports that it the, said the eleven, the eleven des- hopes. Yeah, this is a, this is a com- we're not rushing through this. We're having a conversation about stuff. What's the point of recording it if we're not going to discuss anything? We we're can't be like, "Woo, episode two fifty three, we're done." You're just like, and then the gun terror is going to be different on this particular ship, and uh, I'm not crazy no, about listen, that. Just, uh, yeah, no shit. You don't give a crap about ships. Give it a second. Okay, you're worse than Frank. What? Let's go already. But with reports that the design team will be taking cues from Ralph McQuarrie's concept art, at least in part, we're due to see some fun and possibly controversial depictions of our favorite starships, including TIE fighters, X-Wings, and more. But with the rise of the Empire, the rest of the galaxy suffers and becomes a darker and grittier place with a lot of rough edges. Now, we'd love to see how the sleek and shiny ships of the prequels slowly transform into the crusty and dilapidated ships that the Rebel Alliance gathers around to fight their war. They aren't exactly rich, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, how much research do you want to put into... Because that's an easily answerable question, because we've seen the Z-95 Headhunters in the Clone Wars show, which is then, you know, changed to the X-Wing through design modifications. The Y-Wing, that's all sleek and everything, with all of its like slick panels, the technicians decided they weren't going to bolt these things back on, and that's why it looks like how it does in uh, in A New Hope. It's like it's like not putting the hood back on your car after you work on the engine. So number three, hearing familiar voices. 
Uh, there's nothing that says certain characters have to make an appearance in the series. But James Arnold Taylor is just one amazing voice talent among many from the Clone Wars series that should be given a shot to portray characters in the new series. Sure, it would also be cool to have a few famous guest voices. Well, Simon Pegg did Dengar, your favorite of all characters. That made him a little more acceptable, didn't it? No. Not even a little? No. No. Okay. Uh, make appearances in the new series, but it's really about the core talent we miss from Clone Wars making an appearance. And although he wouldn't likely play a young Luke, Mark Hamill is a name worth including on that guest star list. Here's the thing. People need to just give the fuck up on Clone Wars. They canceled it. It's done. But like pining for it, it's like, oh, we'll miss them from the Clone Wars. They should make an appearance. No. It's done. It's over. That's it. Unless what they're going to do. Wouldn't it be some kind of transition? There doesn't have to be. It's a new show. You know? Right? There was no transition from the original Star Trek to Star Trek Generations. Granted, that was a a larger time frame between the episodes. And there was a transition between uh, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. But regardless, this is what I think think they would be smart to do. Um, They have some of these episodes in the can that they're calling bonus material. So you can pick up right after Revenge of the Sith. Because we've seen in some deleted scenes from Sith and in Clone Wars that there are the group of people, Mon Mothma and Bail Organa, they've started the rebellion, they've started the group of people, the core people that become the big military leaders in in the rebellion. They'd started that in Clone Wars. So you can just continue if you use the same models and you use the same, you know, everything you can continue the story along nobody nobody has has come out to say one way or the other whether or not rebels is going to continue or going to pick up five years after you know the end of sith when luke would be five years old yeah because that's 18 years worth of storytelling they have there to uh you know fill in the gaps um let's see uh old and new recruits it says, uh, it'd be cool to have Mon Mothma and Bail Organa take center stage. I think they would have to, but they want it focused on the pilots. How about some stories on how Wedge and Biggs joined the Rebellion? Again, if you pick it up right after Sith, Biggs may not even be born, mm. you know? Wedge would be like two, so you'd have to wait a long time to get to that, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, one more Bounty Hunters. Um yeah, uh, of course. Bounty hunters are an integral part of the galaxy. So, sure. Um, C-3PO and R2-D2, obviously, they will be in it because they are in everything. And if Bail Organa's there, he owns C-3PO and R2, right. basically. Um, do you think Vader should be in it as a character? What do you mean? Like, like should should... Like, Tarkin is a really good villain because he was only in one movie and you only had about eight minutes of screen time in the entire film, right? Vader, we know way too much about Anakin to Vader back to Anakin. I think Tarkin would be a really good, like, his rise up through the rebellion to become a Grand Moff for by the time, <coughs> you know, A New Hope rolls around. 
he's on the bridge with the Emperor and Vader, so he could be a really good, like, main bad guy, and Vader could show up as, like, this shadowy threat. I, I would think they could show what Vader did that made him <coughs> such the bad guy. Oh, you mean, like, like finding Jedi, killing people? Well... What did he have to do all the time? I mean, it seemed like he went from super duper bad guy to Tarkin's dog, and yeah, he did bow down to Tarkin, didn't he? So, what happened in the meantime that would cause that? Yeah, yeah, because then once you introduce Luke into the whole equation, he definitely changes as a character. And then I, all I can think of is the Star Wars Lego where. They have George Lucas coming. He says, no, no, sorry, Darth. You're just not in this scene. Sorry. Yeah. Let's get Darth a donut. (laughs) Those are some funny ones. Uh, Let's see. Obviously, you can have Chewbacca in this thing because Mm -hmm. he's alive. He was like, you know, in Clone Wars. He was like 150 or whatever. How old are you? You want to make him there. Um, Han would be about 10, wouldn't he? He's about Boba's age, right? So... 14 maybe yeah that's possible um would you want to see obi-wan or just leave him alone to 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 sit in the desert well i i really love that that um comic that we had that showed um darth maul going to owen and baru's farm when luke was little and and obi-wan coming in and fighting and right and Here's the Owen thing. being here's like, that's it, I'm done, get out. Here's the just thing. stop it. That, I'd love to see that really expanded. That was like a really the, nice... Darth Maul, ha- he's back in Clone Wars, mm-hmm. right? He will follow Ben anywhere, and he has robot legs. Yeah, I would love to see them do that. That would be a good one-shot episode. Yeah, that would be, because that I, would I be think good. that that's something that you never knew... How pissed off Owen was. Yeah, and and why Obi Wan just didn't pretend to be like the good neighbor that could just show up all the time and be in Luke's life. Why is he kind of like you're not following that? Well, crazy then it would have man. to be it would have to be more than one, and Maul would be the last straw because right. he got the closest. That's what I would like to see, where it's just kind of like, no, that's it, we had done. You just don't come around the farm anymore. That's it. And that would show so, Owen as kind of a badass too, because Maul shows up and he Owen goes outside with a gun. Right. And he's like, fuck this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take him down. That's that's what I'd like to see is that by the time Luke is old enough and he just wants him to stay with him and stay safe, and he's just beat down, like yeah. he's just tired of it. But he's not unloving towards Luke. He's no. more. If no, you just, on, just do what I say, everything just, will be fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd kind of like to see the fight taken out of him. Yeah. You know, from going from they don't have kids, they take care of Luke. Yeah. But yet, through all those years, but they couldn't something, have something kids. snaps, yeah. you know, and they look yeah. like they're just worn out from life. You know what? You know what would really just like, because no one there's 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 like three characters out there right now following clone wars that would know on the good guy side who know would know who vader is mm-hmm. and that would be yoda uh obi-wan and ahsoka right 
if Vader showed up and and like just out of the blue to talk to Ben, his stepbrother, mm-hmm. like that would that would be they Ben Owen would be like, fuck this, you're never going anywhere, right? But then. See, you can't do that, though, because Vader didn't know about Luke. No, he didn't. But they could hide him. Baru could but be gone. They could bring Ahsoka in and she, because she, she would know Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, teenage Leia. Not till you're almost done with the series. Right. But number 11 she is... Was, she was young and she was a senator. She just followed a political path. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she'd be she'd be a little it'd be a little boring with her. Like it'd be the stuff that people complained about in Clone Wars when it was too senatorial. Right. But number eleven is the one that I thought would would spark better conversation. Uh, the Return of the Exile. Uh, Clone Wars ended on a dark note. Spoiler alert: uh, leaving the story of Ahsoka Tano very open ended. Of course, when the Jedi Purge was depicted in Revenge of the Sith, she wasn't seen. Because she didn't exist. Um, but she was see. banned from the Jedi Order. So right. she technically, they wouldn't kill her. I think that, that that is a perfectly fine way to end the series. Because you're introduced to her in the movie. Mm-hmm. You kind of follow her arc, mostly. You veer off here and there. But like all the Mandalorian stuff was her. And that kind of thing. With um with the, with the other kid. And uh, Chuchi and all of them. It was, it was about her. So with her walking away from what she wanted to be, okay. That's what I'd like to see is more what happened to her. But it says here, uh, let's see, Clone Wars, uh, release with this. there's a good chance that since she was kicked out of the Jedi Order, not exactly true, she was asked to come back and she told them to stuff it up their asses. Um, she was far away when Order 66 was called down, far from any clones or Sith Lords. Uh, to see a character we once thought was just a bratty throwaway character made to sell toys to kids become someone we cared about is a triumph in itself. No no kidding. Teenage characters are notoriously difficult to sell to adults, let alone, you know, uh, not a, if not a major validation for the existence of the prequels. There isn't a convention appearance that goes by where Filoni and Ashley Eckstein uh, aren't asked about the fate of... Ahsoka, let's see, knowing she was probably far, knowing that she was probably far out of the way when Anakin turned, it would be stunning to see her appear when we least expect it. Like the season one finale in the final moment protecting Leia or other rebels from the lightsaber of a heavy breathing black cloaked baddie that seems really familiar to her. Like have an she eighteen have an eighteen year old Ahsoka come back. Cause she fought Grievous. She will fight anybody. Cause she w- oh wait, she was like eighteen. Was By it? the time this ended, she was fourteen when the series started, and it went for five, five or six seasons. Five. Was there an episode where she saw her older self, or yes. was I thinking of something different? No, she did. What happened in that one? I'm not sure. We'll have to go back and check. But her head tails and yeah. and and everything I, was longer. I think she would know who Vader is. Oh, she she, she would know. She would step up block the lightsaber it's not like she's gonna lose her jedi sense or anything she would know i think vader would slip i think vader would call her snips 
That would be kind of weird. I don't know. I I would kind of like to see her story come back a little bit. You could totally bring her back. She'd have to but die kinda, at some point. But kind of put but, her... No, she, why? Why would she have to die? Well, if she's going to come back and fight Vader, Vader will hunt her down and kill her. What if she didn't fight Vader? What if she's one of those exiles like Yoda that does things but from very afar and she's like... Like you said, she's mm. kind of behind like the, the scenes m- in a lot of stuff, but she yeah. wants to just be an old woman. Yeah, there's a couple of characters in some of the comic books like Dark Empire where it's like this one crazy old Jedi lady sitting on the streets of Coruscant. Right. What if she's really doing a lot? Because she wouldn't just give up. She she wouldn't. Mm. I, I'd like to see that. Not necessarily like a dun-dun-dun, here's Ahsoka, but more like a clever integrating her. Where she wouldn't give up, but she wouldn't necessarily be helping the Jedi. Well, there'd be no Jedi to help. Because... Really. She would know Ben. She would know Yoda. Yeah. But I I think she would Do you think she'd still be mad at them? No, I don't think so. I think she would know way too many powerful people that she could... um, But that would be interesting to see where she fell in the whole thing because she worked closely with Palpatine. So Mm -hmm. now he's Emperor Palpatine and they would know what happened. But she also learned other things from Ventress. She learned from the Mandalorians. She saw a lot of sides. Yeah. I I would like to see her somewhere in it where you just know it was her and... And be kind of like, okay. I I thought it would be really nice to have like an eighty year old Tagruda in uh, in Episode Seven training alongside Luke, like training Jedi. Just don't name her. Right. Nothing. Just same facial markings, and she's mm-hmm. just an old woman with the huge curvy horns and head tails, and she just teaches people to be calm and everything that she wasn't when you first meet her. Like she could be the new Yoda. Because that's what I would like to see is that they didn't get all the Jedi. They didn't kill them all. Oh, no. Because the Jedi aren't stupid. No, they certainly certainly didn't. There's books on these shelves about Jedi that Vader had to hunt down. I mean, the the ones that got caught unawares, they couldn't help it. But I I would think most of them would kind of be like, oh, oh, crap, and And run for it. There were a couple of Jedi that, like, got advanced warning Mm -hmm. in some of the books. There's some that were able to fight their way. Like Kiati Mundi had an entire battalion of Marines. He couldn't stop them because he was actually getting hit from both sides. But a lot of them were, you know, caught. But she wasn't a Jedi. She left the Order. So even if she was with clones, she should have been safe. Right. That's what I'd like to see. She, You know what? If she was still attached to the Force and Order 66 went down, she could have gone crazy. It could have mentally destroyed her. Maybe. I don't think so. I think she's too strong to... Yeah, I don't know. Darth Maul was kind of a real mess, and he was a very strong-willed character. He was a mess to begin with. Yeah, 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 psychologically scattered. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, I liked what they did. There's a lot they can do. And just because Clone Wars ends, I mean, the Clone Wars ended halfway through Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So you can pick it up right from, like, what was the what was the last scene in, in Sith? Dropping the kids off? I forget what the actual last scene was. Um, they dro- yeah, they dropped Leia. 
he had her with his wife. Yeah. And oh, then, and they were looking at the sunset. And they were looking at the sunset. To mirror Luke's, and then, Luke's shot from and there. And then Owen and Baru held Luke. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Ben still has Grievous' Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Which I would keep, too. That, that was like a big old hot rod. But they can, they can pick up. For, I mean... You could even have them standing at the sun, the, the sunset there on their farm, and then just pan up, and then there you go, rebels, mm-hmm. because you know somebody has to fight them. I don't know. There's a lot that can happen. I think people need to just like Disney. Disney doesn't make a lot of dumb decisions. No, I mean they they put out a lot of stuff that is mediocre on on some of their TV channels, but it. But the pro- the business, Muppets, the Muppets, know? Marvel, and Star Wars, they they treat right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Pixar, well, and their Wars, animation Star department Wars now is too. That they know they can't. That's why I they think all of the prequel them. stuff is going away. And I couldn't see They're, George Lucas making a decision that would be like, "Oh yeah, here you go, bye." Yeah. like come on. Well, yeah, he does love money, but still. But that's why I think all of the. That's why we're not getting. Um, the episode two and three in 3d mm-hmm. it's like these prequels like the penguins in madagascar you didn't see anything mm-hmm. and like here we go we're gonna start here's some tie fighters because right. that's the shit you remember that's what you like oh you want star destroyer here you go look shell of the death star there you go make it look a little bit like the one in return of the jedi everyone will forget about the prequels yeah you know and that'll be that'll be nice I'd like to see preliminary, like like early prototype uh, adats that look like Macquarie stuff that are like smaller with like one pilot. There, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that they can do, but that's for for people like us. That's the era that means more, right? You know, for Frank's kids, for instance, like for for know. Cole, their thing is the prequels. That's what they saw in the theaters. Mm-hmm. For the girls, it's going to be seven, eight, and nine, and the newly announced Han Solo right. solo character movie and the Boba Fett movie. like us, And I really, it better not even be a question of who's going to play. It better be Daniel Logan. He yeah. better play him and that's hands down. Uh, the kids, he's, he's a nice kid. Like we did a, we, we read a story. He actually got out of his car because he saw somebody else get in an accident and he dragged them like out of the car to safety. Like, just because, you know, Boba Fett saved a life instead of taking it, you know? You know he's not really Boba Fett, right? That's the only role anybody knows him from, so that's okay. Because you're telling me if you saw What's-His-Face there from Arrested Development, you'd remember his name instead of Michael Bluth? Justin Bateman? Yeah. Can I tell you the music that played in between two shows today? This was absolutely hilarious to me, and pretty much only to me, because I put the music into the the theater at work it played the end credit theme from shaft the instrumental of Mm -hmm. of the song and then it played the 15 second instrumental no no voiceover from arrested development and then it played godzilla's march it was like and then and then the escape from la music it was like you picked the music. What yeah. Were you surprised about Well, because it played all of those in a row. And, and Didn't I, you set it up to do that? as I heard them, I'm like, well, that's a really, first of all, diverse, like. like but you picked it. I know, but but I'm trying to think of it from like the people sitting Does in the it theater. Is it random? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not a straight playlist. It's all 
on shuffle. So the same people that are in there at the same times running the shows don't have to hear the same piece of music over and over again. But it's really weird because we went from um, like Blue Man Group and Theremin music. There was a whole album of Theremin music, which, by the way, is fucking terrible when you have to hear it for 10 hours a day. One track at Halloween, that's cool. But eight hours, 10 hours a day, five days a week, terrible. So I deleted all that out. I don't know. So uh, Disney Disney has been doing a really good job, which is what we were saying. Um, we saw that teaser, which shows us absolutely nothing for Frozen. Um, but it certainly looks like they're going the right way. Mm. <coughs> Sorry, my allergies are still awful. Like, I'm taking double the medicine because the doctor said I could take double the medicine. I still have a cough. My throat still feels swollen. My eyes are still crusting up overnight. It's like, I don't know. It's like triffids have come to kill us all with pollen. Did you tell your um your Star Wars joke? What's my Star Wars joke? The one about the taunting. Oh, no, that's all over Facebook. I told you because you wouldn't have seen it. So, <laughs> want to do uh, one more song and um, yeah. we'll end the show because you look really tired. And I'd like to eat something and go to bed. You know what? It's weird. You haven't been as um, defiant this episode as you normally are. I'm too tired. Yeah, I know. So shut up. And there's no innuendo either. It's not a real fun episode this time around. Hey, did you see the thing I put on Maybe your... Uh... If it wasn't 1 o'clock in the morning, it would be fantastic. I was thinking you didn't know what time it was, but you do know what time it is. Um, Anything. Give me a letter. Pick a letter. H. H. All right, let's go through. Let me find the H's. Um, like Harry Connick Jr.? Yeah, I do. That's why that's in here then. Oh, yeah. What's this one? Oh, that's interesting. We'll do this.
So we were talking about how people piss us off, and I wanted to say something. Uh, anytime you want to put your headphones back on oh. and stop doodling. Um, I Is that Boston? That is Boston. I, I was taking pictures That's of Boston nice. here and there, um, you know, because of the thing. And that's from the parking garage. So that's on the Facebook group. I should put the name of the show on the picture, actually, so we know. People know where they are. Um, You know what really just bugged the fucking shit out of me today? There's a lot of things. Don't say any of the stuff that you already know because it's something different. (laughs) I really don't understand why people have to slow down to two miles an hour to take a right-hand turn. Can't you come up to your turn at 30 miles an hour, put the brake on, slow down to 20 or 15, and take the turn and accelerate as you're turning? That's how you're supposed to do it. You're not supposed to. If you're pulling into a street? Yeah. You're not supposed to. You've got to watch out because you could, you could, there could be kids playing or something. You can't just like. At 1030 at night? Or teenagers walking around, you never no, know. No, no. The thing is, like, you don't no, have. You're not to... supposed to take the corner at thirty miles an hour. You're also not supposed to stop in the middle of a fucking like like rural highway to take a turn, like what are you like one twenty nine. If you're on one twenty nine, which is a two lane highway, basically, you don't stop in the middle of the street to take a right. You just take the right. There's sidewalks, you know. People that people that take 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 turns way too slow, like like slower than anybody expects. Like holy shit, I have to hit my brakes because you're like a hundred feet back, and they're taking forever to take this turn. Like I'll point some out when we're driving again. Are as annoying to me as people that have to veer over to the left to take a right hand turn. Oh, only buses should do that. Which they do, so you're screwed if you're on the other side of the street. Well, the bus has to do that. Yeah, I no, the bus will stop for me. Hey, did you see this Paula Dean thing? Yeah, I did. Paula Dean hates black people apparently, and that's all we're gonna say about it. I never, I thought she was dead. Honestly, when I saw her name start popping up, I'm like, up, oh, that's it, butter killed her. Hey, and uh, Kanye West had a kid. Yeah, I saw your thing. Did you see what he named the kid? Yep. Holy shit! For anybody that, um doesn't give a shit um he named the kid north so the kid's name is actually northwest not the dumbest name i've heard definitely dumb parents but not the dumbest name i've ever heard given to a child right there's some there's some there's some crazy ass names out there um well here's some this is the craziness as opposed to um, um, celebrity, so it's like a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a curve. Uh, Pendulette named his kid Moxie Crime Fighter, which whatever he's Pendulette. All right, fine. The craziest name is Nicolas Cage naming his kid Cal L. That, in my opinion, that is one of the craziest ones. Blue Ivy is another one that's kind of close. Why? That's like Ivy's fine. Ultimate geek thing. Blue with Cal L. I know. I know. What's wrong with that? Because I didn't name my kids, you know, Padme and Leia, because I'm not an asshole. Uh, let's see. Let me go down the list here. Um, Harper, Blue Ivy. 
like blue, uh, it's a color. Violet, that's a flower and a name and a color, right? Violet's okay. Like, here's one. Um, daughter Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin is Apple Blythe Allison Martin. That's her whole name? Yeah. Um, they ranked this that a craziness of six. Out of? Ten. I don't know. Have don't you know. seen kids' names out there, though? They're really different. So. Everly Tatum, daughter of Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewin Tatum. They ranked that a craziness of four. Everly. Everly sounds totally normal. Uma Thurman named her kid. I got to lean forward for this one. Rosalind Arish Arcadina Alta. There's a whole bunch of names there. But, like, she's not going to go by the whole name. No. So that's a craziness of eight. Why? Rosalind's a... A perfectly normal, normal name. Normal name. Yeah. Uh, so Pendulette and Emily Zoltan named their kid Moxie Crime Fighter Gillette. Uh, Jason Lee and Beth Rise, Reesgraf. I don't know how to say her last name. Pilot Inspector with a K. Um, John Cougar Mellencamp named his kid Spec Wild Horse. And um, Shannon Sossaman and Dallas Clayton, Clayton named their kid Audio Science Clayton. And then there's Moon Unit Zappa. Nothing for Dweezil, just Moon Unit. Moon Unit got a 10. Moon Unit is like tame, isn't it? Com- comparatively, I mean, because we've heard it, I think, for yeah, so long. Weren't, weren't kids named in the 60s like Sunflower? I think and... they adopted those names, didn't they? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know, honestly. North, I don't think, is is a, is a bad name. But if your last name is another direction on a compass, it is a stupid thing to do. Well, maybe that North was uh, what they saw in the little car thing when they were on the way to the hospital. You maybe. Know, you know, ours our says which direction you're going. Yeah. Maybe they said North, and they're like, yeah, hey, that's good. Yep. I have to point out what Reverend Scott said about this, because he has a shitload of Twitter followers. Uh, he said, Kim and Kanye named their baby Northwest. It was likely the smartest thing they could have done, not making it a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. That is true. I had to give him credit for that one. Um, and then I didn't know that it was a girl, and I'm joking around saying everybody knows North is a boy's name. Um, let's see. Um, William says that their next siblings will be named South and Wild. I said as long as it's not Wild, Wild, because then Will Smith would have a, a problem with that. And then, you know. All the other different puns you could make with, with the name West. I just I don't, I don't care. It's just like that poor kid, you know. Like, eh. and um, the trailer for the Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher playing Steve Jobs is on. It doesn't look that bad. The um, the one quote that I pulled from it is during a meeting. They're all standing there, and one guy says to Jobs, he says, typeface isn't a pressing issue, and he says, get out. Because right before that in the trailer, he says, we have to make every little thing memorable. And that's, that's I mean, that's why the guy did a great job, is because that's the shit that mattered, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, 
I thought there was one other thing that I thought would have been fun to talk about, but oh, churches are glomming onto Superman. They're going with the Jesus is just like Superman. So I'm guessing science is kryptonite. I don't really know. Logic, maybe? I don't know. Whatever. Um, all right. Shall we just end it? Yep. All right. So it's time to do this. Hold this, Kurt. Behold the atheist's nightmare. Now, if you study a well-made banana, you'll find on the far side, there are three ridges. On the close side, two ridges. If you get your hand ready to grip a banana, you'll find on the far side there are three grooves, on the close side two grooves. The banana and the hand are perfectly made one for the other. You'll find the maker of the banana, Almighty God, has made it with a non-slip surface. It has outward indicators of inward contents, green too early, yellow just right, black too late. Now if you go to the top of the banana, you'll find as with the soda can makers, they placed a tab at the top, so God has placed a tab at the top. When you pull the tab, the contents don't squirt in your face. You'll find the wrapper, which is biodegradable, has perforations. Notice how gracefully it sits over the human hand. Notice it has a point at the top for ease of entry. It's just the right shape of the human mouth. It's chewy, easy to digest. <laughs> and it's even curved toward the face to make the whole process so much easier. Atheism busted. <laughs> Again. The funny thing is, is that the other end of the banana is the perfect way to open it. You just pinch that end of the banana like monkeys do, and the whole thing peels right open. Not the pull tab at the top, Ray. He knows you're on the show this week. (laughs) Okay. Ah, bing bong. (laughs) Hey there, Chris and Ellen. This is Reverend Scott, and this is Last Rites, in case you forgot. Yes, the segment that pretty much proves atheism to be fake week after week. There's not a week that goes by that atheism isn't totally debunked on the Last Rites segment. Yeah, we get it. (laughs) Beat us over the head with it. We get it. It's like, yep. come on. Don't be a sore loser about it now. I can understand that finding out that your non-belief system is totally non-believable can be very disappointing. And and here's the part where I say, just like one plus one equals two, my segment plus you hearing it equals you don't need to be an atheist anymore. <laughs> now here's the part where I'm not a mathematician. But I want to say that this is bullshit. <laughs> um, you've heard of a little book called The Bible, right? I think that's enough to prove all my points. That's not even fucking close. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree then, even though I'm still right. What the fuck is happening here? What's happening is that you're not really listening to what I'm saying, so maybe I should just probably end the segment here, but not until after I've given everyone a sneak peek of what's going to be on the Are You Serious podcast next time. Tune in next week when Frank takes time to address every single person that shows up live in the chat room. Oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck the rest of you. Frank comes back to the show after slacking and being lazy and just dying to hear my segment again. It was so exciting! (laughs) So much good stuff! Okay. And finally, Chris discusses thoughts on anything and everything he ever sees that's handheld with a hole in it. That's the first thing I thought of. I want to jerk off with it. (laughs) But until then, peace and love, guys. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know. Last rites with Reverend Scott. So fucking good. Yep. That's. I mean that. That's it. If I were a reviewer, <laughs> yeah, my review on entertainment tonight would be so good. Yeah. It's so good. Ah, uh, Bing Bong. Ah. <laughs> uh. I'm amazed that even in the midst of uh, uprooting everything, moving and packing all the stuff away, because, you know, apparently they bought him a new helicopter as well, mm. um, that he still finds time to do a segment. Well, God helps him. Apparently so. <laughs> uh, he's coming up in, uh, in October. Maybe you can actually meet him. That'd be nice. Yeah. You just like hearing yourself say bing bong. I do. Bing bong is a funny word. I don't. I don't remember the jerking off part. You usually don't. You fall asleep. How do you know? That's what you tell me. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So what I've been doing with the start of the show, with the clip at the start of the show, is I will take a segment of stand up and I will play the first part, and then at the end I play that first part again, but I play the rest of the segment. And this week is uh, George Carlin. So um, I'll start with the, the music here. From uh, James in Australia, The Art of War, uh, doing our closing theme. And uh, it's Are You Serious Podcast at gmail.com. You can send MP3s or whatever. I don't know. So, I'm tired. <laughs> Are you tired? Yeah. You almost fell asleep before feedback. So, that's it. And uh, we'll be back next week with the camera on, I suppose. So. Right? New friend. Yep. All right, bye. another idea i'm gonna save you a whole lot of money on prisons but at the same time we are still going to remove from society many of our more annoying citizens four groups are going away permanently first group violent criminals
Here's what you do with these Emmy Award winners. You take the entire state of Kansas. You move everybody out. You give them a couple of hundred dollars for their inconvenience, you know. Gotta be fair. And then, you move them out, you put a big 10-story electric fence around Kansas, and Kansas becomes a permanent prison farm for violent criminals. No parole, no police, no supplies. The only thing you give them is lethal weapons and live ammunition so they can communicate in a meaningful way. Then, you put the whole thing on cable TV. The Violence Network, VNN. And for a corporate sponsor, you get one of those companies that loves to smear its logo feces all over the landscape. Budweiser will jump at this shit in half a minute. All right, next group, sex criminals. Completely incurable, you gotta lock them up. You could outlaw religion, and most of these sex crimes would disappear in a couple of generations. But we don't have time for rational solutions. Much easier to fence off another rectangular state. Rectangular states are cheaper to fence, saves the taxpayers money, you know? This time, Wyoming. But only for true sex offenders. We're not going to bother consenting adults who like to dress up in leather Boy Scout uniforms and smash each other in the head with ball-peen hammers while they take turns blowing their cat. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. It's a victimless hobby. And think of how good the cat must feel. No, we're only going to lock up rapists and molesters. Those hopeless romantics who are so full of love they can't help getting a little of it on you. Usually on your leg. You take all these heavy breathing fun seekers and you stick them in Wyoming. And you let them suck, fuck, and fondle. You let them blow, chew, sniff, lick, whip, gobble, and cornhole each other until their testicles are whistling, oh come all ye faithful. Then you turn on the cameras and you got the Sperm Channel. And don't forget our corporate sponsor. We're going to let Budweiser put little logo patches on the rapist pants right here. This Pud's for you. All right. Next group, drug addicts and alcoholics. Not all of them. Don't get nervous. Just the ones who are making life difficult for at least one other person. And we're not going to bother first offenders. People deserve a chance to clean up. Everyone will get 12 chances to clean up. Okay, all right. 15, 15. That's fine, and that's it. If you can't make it in 15 tries, off you go to Colorado! A perfect, a perfect place for staying loaded. Each week, all of the illegal drugs confiscated in the United States that the police and DEA don't keep for their own personal use will be airdropped into Colorado. And we're going to turn the Coors Brewery over to the beer-drinking assholes, and everyone can stay wasted, wired, stoned, bombed, hammered, smashed, and shit-faced round the clock on another new cable channel, Shit-Faced Central. This is the real Rocky Mountain High.
Okay, I've saved my favorite group for last. The maniacs and crazy people. Yeah. The ones who live out where the buses don't run. And I distinguish between maniacs and crazy people. A maniac will beat nine people to death with a steel dildo. A crazy person will beat nine people to death with a steel dildo, but he'll be wearing a Bugs Bunny suit at the time. So you can't put them all away. You know, you got to keep some of them around just for the entertainment. Like a guy who tells you the King of Sweden is using his penis as a radio transmitter to send anti-Semitic lesbian meatloaf recipes to soupy sales in Marvin Hamlish. A guy like that, you want to give him his own radio show. No, the maniac farm will be reserved strictly for hopeless cases, like a guy who gets a big tattoo on his chest of Liza Minnelli taking a shit. You know? And he tells you if he wiggles a certain way, it looks like she's wiping her ass, you know? A guy like that, you want to get him into custody as quickly as possible. Now, for the Maniac Farm, I think there's no question we got to go with Utah. Utah, easy to fence, easy to fence, right next to Wyoming and Colorado, and Colorado is right next to Kansas, and that means all four groups of our most amusing citizens are now in one place, except for the big fences. And I think I have another one of my really good ideas for cable TV. Gates. Small sliding gates in the fences. Think of what you've got here. Think of what you've got. Predators, degenerates, crackheads, and fruitcakes. 900 miles of fence separating them. Every 50 miles, you put a small sliding gate. But the gates are only 10 inches wide, and they're only open once a month for seven seconds. And you know something? Fuck cable. This shit has got to be on pay-per-view. Because if those gates are only open seven seconds a month, you are going to have some mighty interesting people pushing and shoving to be first online. Deeply disturbed, armed, cranky lunatics on drugs. You know the ones. A lot of tattoos. A lot of teeth broken off at the gum line. The true face of America. And every time you open the gates, a few of the more aggressive ones are going to get through. The creme de la creme. The alphas. They're going to get through, they're going to find each other, and they're going to crossbreed. And pretty soon you have a melting pot. Child killers, corpse fuckers, drug zombies, and full-blown wackaloons. Wandering the landscape in search of truth and fun. Just like now. Everyone will have guns, everyone will have drugs, and no one will be in charge. Just like now. But at least we'll have a balanced budget. Thank you. That's all you get, jerks!